Welcome back to another episode of Small Consolation. I am your host, as always, Peaches Brittany. Uh, we're all here. Evan has respawned. Um, well, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make that joke two episodes in a row. I was going to say, I mean, he's just burning through lives faster than Mario over here. <laughs> uh, this episode is going to come out before that episode, so no. Were you, were you here last week, Evan? Yes, I was here last week. <laughs> Oh, okay. shows how much he pays attention. No, I, 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 but were you here the week before? Anyways, whatever. I don't care. I don't remember when they kept. <laughs> we're all here. You're here. Everyone's here. Enjoy it. Everyone's in their assigned seat. Uh, anyways, um, so what we talked about E3 last week. What the hell did we talk about last week? Was it E3 last week? What did you release last week? <laughs> I think you the, you I think, need to stop with this. <laughs> I think the last thing we released was our Marvel talk. Oh, was it? Okay, oh, so yeah, E3 was like, before that. Yeah. Yes. Well, so I guess, what, two weeks later, um, Sony has had their state of play, which we were expecting to come soon, but weren't you know no, nobody was sure when. I still uh, don't think this is their big one, though. Sony's in their seat. No. no, I don't think so either. I think, I think they said a long time ago the big one, quote unquote, is going to be towards the end of the year. My guess it'll be before holiday season, but yeah, maybe like August, September. And that seems pretty reasonable. So you think they just put something out to sort of say, "Hey, we're still here too. We're doing stuff." Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, was it a month ago they did the Horizon deep dive? Yeah, they've been doing little ones throughout the year, just kind of to whet your appetite. So their deep exactly. dive was That's... kind of uh, Death Loop then this time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But yeah, that was definitely my impression is that their state of play was, while yes, it's sort of their answer to E3 coverage, it's also just kind of, you know, monthly deep dives and updates on what they're kind of currently up to. So <laughs> there should be one pretty much every month, I think. Mm-hmm. Updates um, by getting more consoles, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> do do we want to start with the little stuff first and then just fill the rest of the time with sony sure that works okay so in the same breath uh basically at the exact same time uh nintendo has announced a new switch console yeah um, quote unquote new. does anyone have like the specs or like what it is on, yeah i've on... got it okay what, what... give us the specs give us the specs so basically <laughs> It's been years that it rumored that Nintendo was com- going to come out with a pro version of the Switch. Um, maybe like faster speeds, bigger memory, the whole nine yards. But instead they came out with one that just has a prettier screen. So um, it's pretty identical to the original Nintendo Switch. Um, the difference is it has a... Um, OLED touchscreen, 7 inches, compared to the Nintendo Switch's 6.2 LCD touchscreen, but who's measuring? Um, I mean, and... every guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um... the Switch. <laughs> Is it bigger than the Switch screen? Questions that must be answered. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me never to touch your Switch ever again. <laughs> Um, the new one also has a um, built-in wired LAN port, so you can have that direct online connection should you choose to ha- want that. And it has 
twice as much storage. So the original Nintendo Switch has 32 gigs of storage. This one has 64 gigs. And that's it. The battery life's still the same. Still got the same internals. Um, and But it's $50 more expensive. So if you want the Nintendo Switch OLED model, that's literally what it's called, it's, you're going to have to shell out $350 instead of $300 for the OG. So... I don't know about you guys, but like my takeaway for like what is like as soon as they revealed the specs, my take on the whole console was this is not the kind of console that I feel like is going to make you go out and buy another one, like a replacement. Like at least in my mind, it's like this is a new entry point. Like if you haven't picked up a Switch yet and you are on the fence, maybe this will be the push that you want to go ahead and get one. But I know for me personally, it's like the biggest, like the biggest thing about it that I was interested in is I was like, Oh yeah, you know, that extra space could be really useful. And then I realized, wait a minute, I've got like a 64 gig SD card slapped in mine. So it's like literally, yeah. I mean, even the the space upgrade, it's like, yeah. And a, like 128 or like a 256 gigabyte, like, I, I think I have a 256, and that's not 50 bucks. It's probably no. pretty close, but it's not. Yeah, it's probably pretty close. It, you know, it's probably 40, 45, or something like that. But, like, that's way more than, you know, the 32 gigs they give you. And see, see, I've personally never been, you know, I think this is another one of those things where, um, you know, we've talked about this idea before where, um, for instance, uh, Smite, we play a lot of Smite, uh, has a lot of in-game purchases where, you know, all the purchases are, you know, cosmetic. You know, you can buy new gods with real money, um, but uh, thank you for making me have to edit that out. Um, <laughs> anyways, so, uh, you know, you can buy you can, you can buy with real money. You can buy gems, and with those gems, you can buy cosmetics or new uh you know co- you know different skins for your gods or you know new playable characters that you could already buy anyway if you just played the game enough. Well, you know, buying what like a thousand gems is like ninety nine dollars. Like it's literally a hundred dollars to buy a thousand gems or eighteen hundred gems or something like that, and. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, well, I would honestly, I would put more money into Smite if the price points were lower. And the reason that I'm telling you this story is that we had, we, we, you guys and I have had a conversation where, you know, there's probably been extensive research on, you know, if I lower the price, how many more people are going to buy the product and is it worth it? You know, if I right, lower the yeah. if I lower the price one dollar, and you know, if if a hundred people buy, it, if if it is a dollar, and a hundred people buy it, it's a hundred bucks in your pocket. But if you lower it to seventy five cents, and only a hundred and five people buy it, then you're going to actually lose money. So I'm sure that you know they yeah, this market exactly. price, right? Mm-hmm. Well, but the thing is, I'm not gonna go out and buy a new console if i already own the console like i've never bought the pro version of any console before because i already have it yeah now if they were to have released the switch and the oled switch at the same time 
give me the two different options just like kind of how they do did with the playstation 5 give me the console or the 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 one with a disc drive one without a disc drive like kind of give me a little bit of you know variance on consoles and i can pick the one i want you know if i want to save money don't think i'll need all the specs then i can get the cheaper one i'm not going to go out and get another switch i mean you know if brandy and i were both playing it you know more than we are maybe we get another one but that's where like the switch light comes in hand right like you know yeah. that kind of thing yeah so i just think that the idea of coming out with a better console later on is probably to me i'm i'm never gonna i mean yeah. there's very little reason for me to ever want to do that for this minimum of upgrades absolutely and, and especially this yeah especially and, this one and, yeah. and that's why like like i said i'm i would almost you know i i can't say i would guarantee it but i'd be highly surprised if it was anything more than an attempt to just attract new customers who didn't already have a switch like i just i, I can't imagine that they're going to make that much repeat sales maybe they will though and again that's maybe it's just a case where market research trumps common sense but to me that's definitely not you know or at least that's that's not the, the leap i would make is um, like oh yeah we'll release a new console like six months later and it'll be marginally upgraded and a bunch of people will buy it again like that seems unlikely but i don't know i think the tell. more important announcement that N- nintendo has made is that you you can get uh they, they decided that you can now get two white joy cons i think that's new right yeah this new console actually can come in white like the dock um, and everything will be white. Yeah. But then you can just buy the white Joy-Cons. Yeah. Um, they're awesome. releasing an Nintendo, quote unquote, Nintendo official uh, uh, screen protector for the Switch that will uh, is universal between the two different types of Switches, uh, or maybe three. I'm guessing it, it'll probably work for the, the Switch Lite as well. Um, and I think they're finally announcing an official carry case. Or has there been one already? I have one. Is but... it officially Nintendo? Yeah. Okay. Maybe whatever. But so they they kind of are releasing some new, you know, a couple of new um, accessories. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and like to go back to your point about upgrading to a pro version, you can't really compare this upgrade to like the PS4 Pro because that actually had system performance upgrades in addition to just a prettier screen. Like it allowed you to do 4K and faster everything, and I guess if you care about 4K, maybe that you know you could see the 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 appeal of it. But I still don't think that you know my PS4 was has never been so bad that I'm like I really wish that I could get the the newer console. You know, especially if you knew if PS5 was a few years down the road. Right. I was gonna say the only thing that would ever cause me to upgrade is if it was like here are all these games and they run at a capped 30 fps and with this new version of the console every game runs at uh, 60 fps that would probably cause me to upgrade because i like that's probably the biggest thing i notice is frame rates like if it's below 60 fps like i absolutely notice and i defy anybody who says that I can't tell a difference at that at those frame rates because, like, yeah, I like stuff that's capped at thirty. It's just it's huge for me. Like, I don't know what it is. It just looks so much worse. So, someone like Evan, yeah. if you do not have a Switch, would this intrigue you to shell out the extra fifty bucks for the prettier one that has online capabilities? 
Uh, or wired online capability. <laughs> um, now you mean wired online on for the handheld? I mean, it connects to the dock, so it's in TV mode only. I thought there already was one. And maybe there is. They just were very, um, as a part of their advertising for it, said there's a built-in wired LAN port. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't believe that the Switch dock or Switch handheld as it is now has any ability to actually hook up to Ethernet directly. I thought the dock did. I thought the dock had an Ethernet port already. Mine's wireless. I was going to say, I just do everything wirelessly, and usually I prefer wired. I do wireless, too, just from where it is. But I thought that I had one that was wired, or I, I thought it was wired in my old house. Might have you know, a I would party dock. If I actually huh. did my research before this podcast, I would have just looked <laughs> at my Switch, which is literally <laughs> two feet from say, me. I, yeah, I could literally just go into the other room, but I'm like I'm like 80% nah. sure it doesn't have a uh, <laughs> LAN port. But well, anyways, while Jared is checking, uh, Evan, uh, <laughs> what, is, what, what do you think? Uh, maybe, I mean... I, got, I the thing that's always kind of kept me from Nintendo is just I don't they don't have a whole lot of games I would play. Um, but you know, if that would change, then this might influence my decision. So after checking, it does not have a USB port or a uh, Ethernet port. Sorry, wrong. Interesting. Wrong terminology. Huh. Huh, well, whatever. Giving us. I can't read. I'm blind. You know. <laughs> Partly deaf. What? Partly deaf. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um so staying on the switch uh just momentarily, um a game that we have talked about previously, uh even in the past couple of weeks, I think. Um Pokemon Unite. Um actually I think we talked about it on E3. I said that uh I was surprised they didn't tell us anything about it. Um uh, so if you, there is actually a Twitter account for Pokemon Unite, uh, like an official one, and they are releasing one video a day, uh, sort of introducing the new each character that's going to be on the original roster, and um, uh, some people there have been two a day a couple of times because, uh. So this game is coming out in Japan and the U.S. simultaneously. And so Japan has been putting out one a day. And then the English version have been doing so as well to keep to, you know, to be on par. But then there was like, the, uh, I guess the English version or the, the American one took off for the 4th of July. Um, so they've been kind of playing catch up. So there's been a couple each day the past couple of days. But there's like 16 different 14 different playable characters that's going to start. And so um, people have been, you know, sort of saying, okay, well, there's five left, so it's going to come out in five days. Or, you know, there's so many left, it's going to come out in, you know, this many days. And uh, somewhere, somebody said that there was a leak that there is an event going on in the game on the 15th of this month, which is what, Wednesday? Uh, yeah, I think so. Thursday. So the game's going to come out sometime next week. Uh, is what we're what everybody is speculating. They're going to you know come tell you know introduce the final character maybe either that day or the next day. It's going to release. Um, I'm super excited for it. Uh, is it free? Like I think so. 
Um, that would be my guess. Like every MOBA is free and then they have a whole bunch of in-game purchases. So I'm kind of assuming that this is going to be the same. Yeah. Especially because Tencent is doing, is, is sort uh, of yeah. the big one. Mm, and that's they probably a good sign. It's going to be free. Yeah. They did league of legends. So I'm kind of guessing it's going to be a similar model. Makes sense. They have a lot of different maps too. Just perusing their Twitter. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked at that one yet. Uh, at their different map types. I haven't seen that video or or whatever it is, but uh, I have heard that there will be a couple of maps, yeah. One, two, three, at least four. Which is cool because 5v5s don't really have a lot of different maps, you know, and so it'll kind of make things kind of a little bit more interesting change things up a little bit i was gonna say i think that's that's a good move because that's yeah that's kind of a staple of the genre is that they just have like one map to represent each game type and it you know it may seasonally rotate or they may have updates every once in a while but i kind of like the idea of taking almost like a team deathmatch approach in terms of map variety Mm -hmm. but with the more standard moba you know game mode so that's that's interesting yeah, I'm definitely. That's one that, like, especially if it if it if it is free, I have no excuse not to try it out. So yeah, I'll give it a shot. You with you? I don't know. I don't know if it will dethrone Smite as basically the only MOBA that I still continuously play. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, but yeah, it, I mean, depending on how solid it is, I'd definitely yeah. be willing to give it a shot. Something makes me think that it's kind of going to be somewhat simplistic. And that um, might honestly be okay because you know there's going to be items yeah. or like a store, but yeah. I do think there are relics. Unless I'm thinking of a different game, <laughs> I might be thinking of one of the Sony games. Now that I'm thinking about that, <laughs> um, but the it'll be kind of interesting because the Pokemon that evolve, some of them only evolve once, some of them don't evolve at all, uh, some of them obviously evolve twice, uh, some of them are the, you know start out as the evolved form so like if you play lucario you don't play as riolu first and then evolve into into lucario you, you're just lucario the whole game um and then there are pokemon like charmander who evolve at five and nine and then there are pokemon like um oh which one was it uh, i don't remember what other pokemon i think Talonflame. so you evolve at five and seven so it kind of there's some variety there and some um, it'll be kind of interesting to see kind of how those things sort of line up in terms of like, you know, early, mid, late game characters, um, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm really excited to kind of see how they put this all together. I'm surprised they're keeping it so hush hush about when the, the release date is. But. I was gonna say that's not necessarily a good sign, but then again, it's hard to it's kind of hard to tell with the game building suspense. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly think they're being secretive, you know. I mean, right, obviously yeah, yeah. secretive about the game, but like, hey, we're gonna release one a day and then release the game after it, you know. It's kind of yeah, that's true. But um, anyway, so Sony they uh, had a state of play. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I know what day. Oh, no, I do know what day. It was the 8th. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. I'm not going to pretend I wrote it down, but uh, yes, I did totally write it down as well. Yep, it's the 8th, Brandon. Yep. Oh, thank you. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for confirming. Um, do you just want to go down the list of what they talked about, I guess? 
Why yeah. not? Sure. Um, With an Moss. indie game theme. Yeah, so uh, Moss, book two. Uh, sort of Ratatouille meets Puss in Boots, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. And you know what the really interesting thing is, is when they were going through this, I was thinking of the particular scene in Ender's game when he's playing that game, that, that virtual game, and he's this little mouse, and he jumps into the eye of yep. that giant and, like, mm-hmm. burrows into his brain and kills him. Yep. Like, that whole opening scene was like, oh, is, is this... Is this Ender's game? What? What? What's, what? What? <laughs> I I mean, see, I I was somewhat familiar. Like I've had Moss One, like the first chapter, languishing in my wish list uh, for <laughs> on Steam for quite a while now, just because it was. I, I heard it was one of the more charming VR titles available, and like I was kind of like. You know, I liked the idea that it was like what they really chose to focus on with both the first game and the second game is the fact that it's like you as the player are very much directly interacting with the hero of the story, which is the the little mouse and uh, uh, Quill, I believe. And it's, I, I don't know, it just it looked adorable and fun and like it had good puzzles and kind of... Um, hmm. Yeah, just that that interesting interaction dynamic where it's like you feel like you're contributing to Quill's adventure and her story, and I thought that was kind of a neat neat take because that's what that's what VR does so well is kind of like placing you in a world. Um, yeah, I didn't quite I didn't quite get a good feel for how the vr worked Uh, yeah that was not very well like i have to be honest like they did a very poor job of communicating how you actually play the game in the trailer like it was very much like hey look at our cute mouse which i mean don't get me wrong again that's a big selling point but it's like the i i almost think it's a discredit to the game not to showcase like if you watch actual like other gameplay for it like i said it's it's kind of cool how you are essentially standing there, like interacting with kind of like static locations and you're like solving puzzles and stuff in kind of like a room scale environment. And Mm -hmm. I basically, I think they, you know, if you actually uh, VR is one of those things that's just, honestly, it's just hard to advertise in general. I feel like, because there's really no, comparison to actually putting on the device and being like oh okay i see how this works now like it's just oftentimes it just looks so much better in motion than it does you know just watching somebody play it um and so uh, but yeah i don't i don't think this trailer did them any <laughs> any credit in terms of like showing off the gameplay but uh i mean i'm excited i I probably won't be able to get it just because I'm not probably going to pick up PSVR since I already have an Oculus Rift for my PC. Mm. And it sounds like it's going to be the second chapter anyway will be exclusive to uh, PSVR, at least for a time. Wasn't so, the uh, first one one of the free VR games and they're like, sorry, you have to stay at home for COVID sale? Oh, that could <laughs> very well be. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, okay, so the next one they announced was Arcade Geddon. Arcade Geddon, I think is what, Arcade Geddon, I think is specifically yeah. what they, yeah. um, <laughs> Fortnite, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it does look a lot like, it, it's it, Fortnite, but it gave me, um, 
PlayStation All Stars vibes a little bit. A little bit, yeah, yeah. I was getting Left for Dead vibes with like the waves of enemies. You know what's really funny is when they first like showed, and I'm actually looking at the video again just to kind of remind myself a little bit. And okay, so it's by Ilphonic, which this is their first IP. I mean, this is their first time publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it kind of does like the intro. Uh, a guy plugs some something in. And then a guy looks all crazy and worried. And I'm like, that looks like for the king. Like, just the, the yeah. animation style of the people just kind of reminded me of for the king. It could be fun. <laughs> um, there, There is uh, early access, of open early access, free or whatever. I don't know if it's free. But uh, that's going on right now. So I guess you can kind of, you know, start playing it now. Yeah, I feel like it's just going to be one of those like niche games like uh, Fall Guys and Spellbreak and all of those that kind of come out and then have their like little moment to shine. And then they'll have like a dedicated core audience that plays, keeps playing uh, the game and then everyone else will kind of drop away eventually. That's that's definitely what what it looked like to me. That, that was probably, I mean, uh, I, I did kind of like the aesthetic of it, honestly. Like, I did feel like it had some original, like, originality, at least in the level design and stuff. I was kind of like, I kind of dug almost sort of like, it had sort of that, uh, like, oh, new way or new retro wave vibe a little bit that I kind of liked. And so I was like, okay, that could be interesting. And then I was just like, like I said, once I saw the animations and the gameplay style, I was kind of just like, yeah, I don't, I don't think this would be a game for me, but. Sounds like it'd be a little more PvE though. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. do the ah. PvP mode, which that gave me the Left for Dead vibes because it sounded like okay. it was like a cartoony, you know, not taking itself seriously. Waves of enemies coming at you. Okay, well that that would improve my opinion evaluation of it some, I suppose. But this seems to be kind of the theme, as we're going to talk about a lot, is which I'm excited about is that yet again, I mean, we talked about this in the E3, and now we're talking about it again here, because all of these games seem to be uh, geared toward the PvE crowd that want to play with friends. Mm-hmm. The yeah. co-op PvE. Because this next game, uh, Tribes Midgard, uh, yeah. uh, I want to play this very badly. Um it just looks really, really fun. Yeah, I kind of wondered what your thoughts would be on that because that's that's exactly what I thought when that one popped up. Is I was like, here's a game that if it, you know, if it were just a single player game, single player title, I might not be that interested in it. It kind of looked like familiar ground, a familiar theme and setting, and you know, nothing that really made it stand out to me. And then and then they started talking about yeah, that kind of persistent co-op. Um, base that you kind of defend and upgrade and it, it you know it sounded a lot like a kind of like a diablo style game but mm-hmm. with a greater emphasis on community and uh, base building and i was kind of like okay i, I can get behind that i kind of like that idea so yeah that's another one i would definitely keep an eye on and yeah. um it is a playstation exclusive uh, ps4 and ps5 will be out on the 27th of july it gave me destiny vibes with seasonal <laughs> content and 
big um like it's essentially raids like oh there'll yeah. be like big mm-hmm. missions where you have to go in and defeat a giant villain and like oh that sounds like destiny yeah i kind of had that i had that idea too but as guardian destiny <laughs> yeah it's it it was uh the norse game right yeah yeah, yeah. so uh they talk about i mean you get revived thanks to odin or odin whatever and um that seems to be the you know. the hip thing right now with <laughs> Valhalla. Vikings, <laughs> so hot right now. <laughs> Vikings in, zombies out. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> Vikings are the are the new zombies. Yeah, I'm still hope I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop, and we'll get back around to dinosaurs because I'm definitely in the mood Ooh. for some more dinosaur games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's not on PlayStation, but there is an Xbox game. It is Left for Dead, but dinosaurs are attacking instead of zombies. <laughs> Awesome. Um, Nick, we're talking about Sony State of Play. <laughs> hey, Nick is talking, so let him have his <laughs> brief time. Tyler, no, wanted, Tyler wanted dinosaurs. I gave him dinosaurs. Just he another did. reason to maybe well, get a new Xbox. Give, give, give him another year or two, and he will be a dinosaur. Ouch. <laughs> Assuming I'm not already, come on! <laughs> well, I'm I am older than he is, so. And Evan's like, you young whippersnappers, you shut your mouth. <laughs> he is eight months older than I am. It's an important eight months, man. <laughs> you could have me in the time that. <laughs> well, I don't even know where you're going with that, but uh, eight months—it's almost nine months. Anyways, okay. I'm calling um, next, okay. The next game is Fist, or rather F I S T. What does that stand for? Forged in Shadow Torch. I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's it's Redwall, but with mechs. Yes. I so. I was all ready to like disparage this game, and then I kind of saw it in action, and I actually think it might have ended up being my favorite thing that they displayed. I think the, it was uh, the best looking game. I like. I'm a sucker for like just high fidelity 2D side scrolling games mm-hmm. with like, and it, I like right away. I was like, like I don't even really like anthropomorphic characters all that much, and I was still kind of like, I actually kind of like their characters. Like, wait, I wait, wanted... wait, wait. This guy literally looks like Peter Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> like with Iron Man arms, yeah. Like literally, it's just it I mean, I'm looking at the movie like Peter Rabbit, like it's the it's the same guy. It is the exact same character. That's interesting. All I'm right. Same universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gritty reboot. Yeah. <laughs> it's DC's version. Okay. It's the Zack Snyder verse. <laughs> But yeah. uh, I mean, but in all seriousness, I did actually like. I was kind of like, eh, I want to like, I want to learn more about this universe and these characters, and that's not usually my take on anything. That's like a bunch of anthropomorphic creatures running around. I'm kind of just like, eh, all right, whatever. But no, this, I, I was interested. Kind of in a similar vein, but the next game they showed was Sifu, and yeah. I would like to know more about this game. Um, the combat looks pretty um, good. You're skipping Hunter's Arena. Am I? Yes, yeah. It's just another battle royale game, but this time with swords. 
Uh, it's uh gonna come out august 30th uh i think it's already been confirmed as august's uh free-to-play game yeah yeah it will be an august free-to-play game if yeah uh 30 player battle royale yep so this game i'll be honest i really wanted to like it like at first i was kind of like oh this this looks like it could be interesting and then the more i watched i was just like but it's but it's not gonna be like it's (laughs) i was like it's an opportunity like it's kind of neat character designs like kind of a cool setting like and they kind of for a little bit i was like oh is it gonna be like a like a massively multiplayer like pve oh nope it's a battle royale okay all right it's it's gambit battle royale yeah i was just like (laughs) because the opposing players can also attack you besides the demons yeah and i should have known when it has a game like what was it hunters uh arena hunters yeah hunters arena legends uh, which is about the most generic combination of three (laughs) names you could possibly have right now Um, i i wrote in my notes it's dynasty warriors plus tekken yeah. I would I would have preferred that, frankly. <laughs> that sounds good. I would play that. And you can make yourself I mean you can attack people with uh a uh rubber duck or yes. you can dress yourself up as Kung Fu Panda. Yes, you are fully customizable even though there's probably some some money you got to spend in there if you want to oh, be yes. Kung Fu Panda. Okay, so Nick, what about Sifu? I was just uh, very intrigued by the premise. It almost looks like they're suggesting uh, you basically have a lifetime to beat the game, and each death you progress a year and gain experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the combat looked really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of kind of really up for a, a beat-em-up, Rigi. Vitalization of that genre. It's not something we've had for several years. So, yeah. Um, oh, go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Uh, my question was: so, if you age every time you die, like, what's what's the cap? Like, am I going to be eighty year old and a badass, or am I going to be like you know, have a fake <laughs> hip and I can't, you know? Well, kick I'm, good. I'm kind of hoping for both, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of seems to really play on the uh, Hong Kong Kung Fu uh, movie ethos. So, like, just the older you get, the more mythical you get at Kung Fu. Uh, I don't know if it's something where at the end of it, if you don't succeed at beating the game, you have to start over or something. Uh, It wasn't clear on that point. But I was very intrigued by the setup, and uh, it just... I don't know if anyone's played Absolver. It was a kind of a kung fu game. You just fight. Yeah, I was I was pretty interested in that one back when it for like like that's actually why I'm so interested in Sifu is because at the time I remember thinking with Absolver I was like, "Huh, that's a really cool combat uh, system." And then it really felt like it kind of hamstrung itself by only restricting it to 1v1 basic well not maybe not only 1v1s but basically very low player count multiplayer duels 
in uh, like an online setting and I heard like the net code was kind of in, eh, like it was kind of hit or miss. So you had like connection issues and things. And that was ultimately what caused me to just totally pass on it. As I was like, that sounds like a recipe for frustration. And I was like, that's why I was really glad to see this looks like it's moving more towards dedicated single player story. Uh, but with that same depth in the combat versus like hordes of compute like AI enemies. And so I was like, that's right down my alley. So yeah, I was also, this was probably my second favorite game that was um, on this. Well, I guess third favorite if we're excluding Deathloop, but we'll get to that later. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm actually on a uh, Sifu uh, diet. (laughs) Wow. Um, If I Sifu, I eat it. Wow. Wow. Anyways, so the next game, uh, I have a a lot of funny things to say about Uh, Jet the Far Shore. (laughs) Uh, I actually, that one looked interesting. I'd I'd be interested in playing it. It it looked really like calming and kind of relaxing experience. But uh, I was talking to a friend who they were like, yeah, like. This guy's about to fall asleep while I'm piloting a jet. <laughs> um, Might be a safety hazard. Yeah. Yeah, so, so the first interesting thing I want to say is that the person that was talking about, like the the narrator of the video or the trailer, I guess, was very very specific to say, "Hey guys, this game looks like." Um. Uh, God, what what is I? I had the game in my head, and I don't anymore. Um, like No Man's Sky. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it kind of like didn't mean like the, like this. They were saying, "Hey guys, this game looks like No Man's Sky." Hey guys, this game is not No Man's Sky. <laughs> like they said, oh, you can you know, it's not like hunting resources or probing planets. I, I think that was a. Uh, Mass Effect reference. Yeah, yeah. Which I appreciated. You don't do those things. You do this, and it's for a specific reason that that actually progresses the game. (laughs) And, like, they were very careful to say, this isn't what this game is, and this is what the game is. I'll be honest, I kind of appreciated that approach because, yeah, it, like, immediately nipped my some of my concerns about the game in the butt. It was like, like it immediately makes you realize like, okay, this is what's different about it. And it makes it kind of, cause that was my like immediate thought was like, okay, like if it is, if it's just another like space exploration, like crafting, gobbling up resources kind of things, like I'm not trying to be interested, but as soon as they were like, it's not that at all. I was like, okay, this, this makes it's much, it looks like much more of just kind of a Zen relaxation kind of, experimental game and yeah. honestly i think there's more room for that in my catalog than yeah it's otherwise. very much a uh, a settler type game without the colonialism aspect that <laughs> goes with it. <laughs> it it reminded me of Clearly that lacking game. i can't in, yeah. think of the name of it right now um, yeah, um it looked fun i but so the when when they were flying around in the ship i was like this game's kind of pretty you know, it, interesting. And then and they the, the sh- people. <laughs> I was hoping that's what you would agree. You'd go this is what I thought. So um, there's a play called um, Firebringer. 
You really should oh, watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lopez is hot. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Wow. Um, so much more in that play than that, but okay. <laughs> I I have the soundtrack. Like that's like the only musical that I have the soundtrack to. Anyways, so in it, uh, there's a guy that does finger paintings, like fin- portraits, and he's like, I can't do hands. I can't do feet. Like he 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 just like cuts off those parts of people's bodies right, and doesn't right. actually draw them. And so when I saw these people, I was like, Oh my God. So what they did is they went and they found someone that was like really, really good at, you know, designing a video games. And then, you know, he's like, well, I mean, I can't, I, I can't do people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, can do spaceships and I can do worlds and I can do, you know, yeah. monsters. I can't do people. I, I was going to say there was, I think that's part of it. Like why it stood out so much is it just seemed like two very like disparate art styles <laughs> between the two. But I, I mean, I don't want to like make fun of it too much because I'm sure it was like, obviously it was clearly intentional kind of like the style they were going for. I just also happened to agree where I was like, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> like, you can definitely tell a little, little weird. They're focusing on the main gameplay mechanic loop is when you're flying yeah yeah they did say this was a game that started with just three people that's right and i'm i'm not i'm not i'm I'm making fun of it but i'm not like (laughs) shitting on it like does that make sense like it just clearly it doesn't matter like you could tell that i mean once you're on the ground you're actually in the helmet of whoever you're playing as so you don't actually even see the people hardly at all so it doesn't sound like interacting with people is really going to be a very, you know, it's kind of sort of going to be like a side part of the game. So, yeah, yeah I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a break and it's 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 bad enough that it doesn't really make my uncanny valley go go crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and did we did we talk about that? There's no like weapons or like combat. You have to be creative and like evade a situation mm-hmm. instead of I thought that was back. a unique mechanic to it. Yeah. I, yeah, I got strong like prime directive vibes where it was almost like, okay, how can we how can we like mess around with this alien species without actually messing around with this alien species? Like it was kind of I don't know. I liked it. I was I was there for it. So the next game was Demon Slayer. Uh, it's a Sega entry, actually. So you know, indie. Uh, you know, never heard of these people before. Mm-hmm. What have they made? Um, surely and not go fast through this game. Apparently, I guess the whole game is Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, uh, the Hinokami Chronicles. Is what I guess the whole name of the game. I know what those words mean. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, the anime is pretty awesome. Uh, not sure how the game is going to be, though. <laughs> like, that was basically my takeaway from it. I, 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 To be honest, I came away feeling very much just like, I kind of think this is going to be a bit of a missed opportunity. Cause... So I was slightly confused because they do have a Demon Slayer, uh, like, Dragon Ball Fighters type game coming out. Okay, see that? seems like it might have a little more promise to me this i i do kind of like the idea like it looked very like it honestly kind of looked like a dark souls boss rush mode through 
a part of the anime, like a very specific part of the anime. Like maybe they've got more levels in the wing, but it kind of was just like, nope, you're just going through this one castle. Like all the levels are going to be in this kind of like House of Mirrors, like castle thing. No, so I I actually looked it up. Uh, It is actually the same game. They just have, you can go through the story or you can just have the fighting I mean, I will say the combat system looks... So it's just like a DLC kind of thing? Or is, it's a new it, game, it just has two it, different like modes? It's a new game, it has the story mode, and then it has the multiplayer fighter. Okay. Well, that, yeah, that was not... Yeah, I, I kind of thought those, those were two totally separate games as well. Like, I was kind of on the same page with Enix. So, yeah, I didn't even realize that was that was all the same game. Um, I, I don't know. I'm still kind so of. I'm guessing the fighting game is a bit more 3D than uh, I originally assumed it was. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely looked like you were kind of flying all around. And it looked, like I said, it was a very interesting, like even just watching the gameplay footage, it seemed like kind of a strange hybrid of, yeah, like a, a 3D fighter and a game like Neo or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it had kind of oddly limited looking movement for navigating such a big 3d environment. Like it was just kind of strange looking to me, but I, I don't know. I, I would keep an eye on it, but I'm not, not real hopeful. I guess. Uh, just real quick. I'm looking up to see, uh, I guess this development team is responsible for the dragon ball Z Kakarot game. Uh, they're responsible for basically a bunch of uh, anime titles. So like the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> games that were... Uh, they're, they're a Japanese studio. Most of their games were more released in Japan than they were here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, I have a riddle for you guys. Uh, what would you do, or what what would the what would you call a game that combines murdered soul suspect, Street Fighter, Mario Kart, Just Dance, and um, uh, Watch Dogs? <laughs> That's say right. It's it's our next uh, next <laughs> title called Lost Judgment. I was gonna say I wouldn't have had any idea if I hadn't watched the state of play and seen exactly <laughs> the game you were talking about yeah. because that's that's an accurate synopsis. That like stretch of that trailer where it just went from like mini game to mini game to mini game. I was like, what is this game doing? (laughs) I I honestly like, I kind of love it because that's absolutely the direction that the latest like Yakuza games have gone in general. It it is a Yakuza game. It's well, it's not, but it's like, it's a, a, it's, it's a sequel a, to a spin-off, right? Yes, yeah. but it's still the same company that did the Yakuza games. Right. And the Yakuza games are supposed to be just completely absurd. It yeah, is a Yakuza series game, says Wikipedia. Well, it's a series, yes. It's like like we were saying, it's a sequel yeah. to a spin-off, but it's all part of the same universe yeah. and same developers so yeah. I, it's a series that i've i've kind of wanted to try but never wanted to really buy I, 
So I actually picked up when it was like super on sale. I picked up like I think it's like Yakuza Kiwami or whatever. Like basically whatever the remake of the very first game was. Um, so someday I'm kind of interested in actually going through that. Like from what little I played of it, I kind of like that it's just like an absolutely bonkers take on like slice of life. Uh, just like here's what it's like in this time, like this part of like a Japanese city. Like, I don't know. It's, I like, I like it, but it's, uh, it's definitely gonna, yeah, I, it's going to take a while before I get yeah. to it on my backlog. Everything, everything I've read or read or heard about Yakuza is like, well, make friend with this prostitute, fight these <laughs> other Yakuza game members, babysit this baby, cook, yep. cook hot dogs for the local kids. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and go to the baseball, uh, like the batting cage <laughs> typical, and the, like, ya- typical Yakuza stuff. Yeah. That's, that is the game is you are doing all of these things to increase like how many cool points you have as a Yakuza member <laughs> to fight the cops and other gang members. for territory. <laughs> Just like in real life. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to increase your rep? Go to the batting cages. We don't fight the cops and other gang members with weapons. We use our reputations and our hot dog cooking skills. <laughs> and aggressive sometimes we, fist, sometimes we fist fight a tiger just to show how cool we are. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. We I, snap aggressively in unison walking down the street. Uh, doing grapevines down the street, right? They, they, yes. They, they sidestep. They're, they're, they would be really good in marching band uh, carrying um, percussion instruments. <laughs> Got to watch out for that kickball change, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next uh, video game, uh, second to last, is uh, Snyder's Cut of Video Game. <laughs> um, it is the director's cut of a game that came out almost two years ago. Uh, that's so. about right. Yeah. Uh, November eighth, twenty nineteen, yeah. Death Stranding came, was released, and so now they're having a director's cut, which I think is weird. There, I don't it seems what, to what, be a I new trend. That's I don't starting. understand. Uh, so I, they announced a director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima, which includes another island and some uh, some things that like cut content that they never were able to finish up. Uh, it seems that companies are starting to be like, well, what, what if we go back and put in some of this content we didn't have time originally for? Now, I'm, I'm sorry. Isn't that just DLC? No. I don't, that doesn't make any sense. It's stuff they had already started working on and then decided, like a movie, like a deleted scene. Well, and, and, and honestly, it very well, I think to answer your question specifically, Brandon, to get what you're kind of getting at. I, it's just DLC. Uh, it, could, it could be DLC. Yeah. Typically, like, it's not, though, because um, even games that have DLC, they still have a ton of con- cut content that they don't go back. Right. But for. it's... What is it? I mean, it's, it's 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 to the eye of the receiver. It's literally the same goddamn thing. Same thing. 
it's like, probably the amount of content that's being added back in. And I will say with the, I, it's interesting that you brought up the Ghost of Tsushima example, because that's one that like, I'm actually, like, I know it's kind of silly, but I am sort of interested in that one. Um, mainly just because it sounds like even more so than the performance enhancements that they've made to the PS4 version for the PS5, they're, they are going to include a few more graphical enhancements and things like that. Like, basically, it's very much supposed to be like the definitive next gen version of the game which yeah is already you know fantastic like probably my oh man like uh, probably all, basically my favorite game of the, P- the ps4 era um and so if you haven't played it yet i would you know i'd say this is a great entry point for anybody getting it and and honestly for just the cut content alone it would probably be worth it but the fact that it is packaged with some next gen enhancements as well i'm like and i'm probably gonna get it because i think it's i think it's only like 20 dollars to upgrade if you already have the ps4 version i could be wrong so uh i guess for brandon most games they already have an idea of where they're going to go with dlc before they're finished with the development and they end up cutting a lot of things from the game before the main game comes out sometimes they will uh kind of include some of that cut content if they have time to go back but they already have a roadmap in mind so they finish the game there are things that they don't have time for that just completely get dropped and abandoned and they work on the DLC as soon as the game drops. Like it's basically there's because there's a ton of people working on a game at a time. They had a team that was working on some other system and they didn't have time to get it working. So it was just like, well, uh, we're just deleting this from the game. Everything else gets included. And you guys are being repurposed to do the DLC. Okay, cool. Same thing. Anyways, so uh, (laughs) the final one. (laughs) uh, So, Evan, I know that you've really been excited about this game. Uh, you've been really interested about this game. I think you've been one of the people that have been talking most about it. Tell us your take of the sort of deep dive into Deathloop. Uh, well, let me pull my notes back up. It. I think we'd we'd gotten a little um, preview of this particular assassination earlier, but I think at that time it was it was from like a further point in the game where they're like oh look here you can uh you know knock out two targets at once whereas this was just more of a showing off like you know the the how you traverse through the map using like the teleport thing because i don't think we've seen that before um and they mentioned see what's some new stuff they mentioned you know like uh in this game i, f- I found it was interesting that you know um, in most games where stealth is an option, it's it's just it's an option, but it's not you know like sometimes it's just easier to walk in there as a tank and take everything out. Um, whereas in this game, it looks like you know stealth is um, encouraged and rewarded, um, you know because you can pick up helpful information like a random guard who does not look 
you know, distinct from any other guard might drop some helpful information that you'll miss because you chose to walk in there, guns akimbo, um, and, you know, you killed him before he could say the helpful thing, but then you hear the helpful thing, and so instead of, you know, going through door A, you're like, oh, the back door is open, and I can just go through the back door. Um, and they clar- they clarified one thing I- I'd always wanted to know, um, the character Juliana that hunts, um, I can't remember the main character's name, Colt, I think it is. Um, so the-, the character that's hunting you, they clarify that she is control. She can be either controlled by an AI or another player, which I'm very curious as to how that'll work. Yeah, uh, it kind of <laughs> sounds like um, uh, the PvP for um, uh, Watch Dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like maybe you like move in and out of zones that are you know other players can drop in versus zones where it's just you and and the AI. Mm-hmm. Um, but the you know they. They clarified that, and the, and the game, they show that it gives kind of like a musical cue as to when she starts hunting you, but she doesn't, you know, appear right away. So you still have a little time to do your thing. Um, they mentioned something particular, like, so when you so when you die, you can go back to the spot where you die and I guess, like, absorb your body or something. And basically it allows you to keep all of your weapons and items and things um, from one death to another. And they mentioned an ability that allow you, allows you to kind of rewind time twice, um, a couple like up to like a couple minutes, I think is what they said, so that you don't um, so that you, so that you don't quite have to start over right away. You get a little a little shot Which of I had that in Dishonored. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the, and the combat in this game is very similar to Dishonored. Like you can use your power to traverse across the map, and then you know jump on top of people and knife them to death. <laughs> but it the more they put out about this game, the the more fun it looks. Like I I've pretty much decided I'm probably going to get it sight unseen unless it just gets terrible reviews, but at this point I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I, I with that company's track record, it's not impossible, but like you said with everything I've seen and and yeah, the track record they do have. I, I think it's going to be a pretty safe bet. I don't think but. they've released a game that hasn't been uh, well-reviewed by critics. Yeah, I, I... Well, the closest one is probably Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, which probably got like sixes and sevens when it released. Uh, that's, but that was the I, very first game, and it's a cult classic now. So. Exactly. Like, I still think, like, in my opinion, it still is an amazing game. And so I think it was just kind of ahead of its time. I think people didn't just didn't, didn't appreciate it for the rare and beautiful flower that it was. <laughs> All right. I guess uh, they had Wolfenstein Youngblood, which... Was, Even that, uh, I get it was considered fun if you had a, someone to play with, and it was considered a nightmare otherwise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It sounded like somebody just slapped Brandon with a steak. Why would you? Why? Why would it be me that you slapped? Because <laughs> you're the host. I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of watching the gameplay trailer again. It it's interesting. It it does seem very interesting. I I'm intrigued. Have this you not, to me seems more of a game that I'd enjoy watching than playing. I don't know. Have you not that's played Dishonored? Fair, yeah, that's maybe a fair assessment though. 
like just knowing what I know about kind of the way Brand, like I, I think you would enjoy watching it a lot. I'm not sure how much you would like playing it. I don't know. You might like it though. I, I think it would be funny to watch Brandon play Prey. <laughs> you know, it would be funny watching someone play something. Jared and Minecraft. <laughs> I mean, maybe just for the sheer look on his face of boredom. Yeah, boredom and disinterest and revulsion. Until he spends the next eight hours mining for iron. Yeah, <laughs> so I can, can see that happening too, honestly. So he can build his scale helicarrier in the sky. No, I'm building a Thanos copter. <laughs> you know, I do appreciate that at one point in the video, I'm like I said, I'm watching it again, just kind of, it's just on the background. And at one point he jumps out of a second story window, falls on a guy, puts a, puts a knife into some guy's neck, and then pushes, and his head just pops like a pimple. Yup. Like, that's isn't realistic. That, isn't that how that works? That's very arcane studios. Yeah, they've always they've always gone decided to go completely over the top in terms of like physics, which again I, I mean, remember the, the just death have his head roll and... off. Like that'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're missing the Dishonored games where you can throw somebody into a pit of rats and they just get devoured entirely. Yep, I think you can summon a plague of rats. I think at one point. I'm pretty you sure can. you can throw their heads at people as well. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go, Brandon. Yeah, it, it very much looks like, what if we took Dishonored and put automatic weapons in it? <laughs> yeah, I am actually, that's the one, I'll be honest, the, my one concern with it is I actually am curious to see how their really satisfying tools and melee combat, how all of that meshes with a more traditional FPS arsenal. Like I am kind of curious to see how, how good their like just regular shooting mechanics are for um, like what is clearly a faster paced arsenal. Like I'm just, so I don't know. It could be cool to see. Uh, anybody have anything else to say? Um, shut up and take my money. <laughs> I'll take your money. No. Go watch Demon Slayer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you thought the like if you weren't sure about how the game looked, uh, don't judge until you've watched the anime and then feel free to judge. But <laughs> I, I would say uh, in twenty twenty one the animated movies we've had in the first half of the year uh, are are all Oscar quality animation. So I take it you liked uh, Demon Train? Is that what it was called? Or Night Train? Or... Uh, Demon Train. De- it was yeah. Demon Train. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a direct continuation of the story. So if you have not seen any of it, it's a little weird to just mm. jump into this. But the the style of the animation is very much that like the screen cannot contain the animation. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I'll have to go see that for sure. But then between that and like the Mitchells versus the machines and uh, they had a couple Disney slash Pixar movies released already and they always have high quality animation. It's been a been a high quality year animation wise. 
we live in a good time for animation, which I am very happy about. I feel like it's, you know, younger generations have just accepted it as a mainstream media, and I could not be happier. And Marvel's What If comes out in August. Oh, I've watched that trailer like twice, and it, <laughs> ugh, it's so good. Ooh, ooh, it's not video games, but uh, you did see Black Widow, right, Jared? So I did. Spoilers! <laughs> I also now, welcome to part two of the podcast where we <laughs> spoil Black Widow. <laughs> um, my short watch, review... But yeah, yeah, what's your short, your thoughts is, on it? It's another fun entry. Should have been made, like, some people say four or five years ago. <clears throat> some people say ten. Um, <laughs> ooh. But just because she deserved a movie long, way long yeah, before yeah, this. True. Um, there were some decisions that I wasn't a huge fan of, but overall, there's a lot of they introduced a lot of fun ca- new characters, and it's kind of a a fun last rendezvous for yeah. Black Widow. I saw it yeah. last night, and I will say, uh, I mean. It's well, I guess it would only be spoilers for Brandon, but uh, <laughs> the Black Widow sister was amazing. Every time she mm-hmm. had a line or mm-hmm. something, I was laughing. She was I did like her. super great. Yeah. Uh, the Red Guardian was pretty fun. I really like the idea that he was actually fighting like Isaiah Bradley. And so if he met Steve Rogers, like, you're not Captain America. Where's the black guy? (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're right. That didn't, I don't know why, but that didn't click for me when he said he fought Captain America. I'm like, no, you're not. He's he's in the ice, but he wasn't talking about that one. Or he doesn't necessarily have to be talking about that one. He's also just some crazy old Russian dude in a prison. So. Mm Oh, uh, of course. <laughs> one of Who the, knows what he was thinking? One of the best openings in any Marvel movie. That whole opening scene was super fun. The which the the one the Ohio scene. Okay, because for some reason my mind immediately went to the the scene with Ross. I'm like, that's not the opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I I don't know if I really remember too many of the openings, but this was a a bit of a slower start because I don't think the movie action starts proper until her car explodes on a bridge in Norway. Well, I mean, the opening had some action with the yeah, the yeah. I guess no, it. you're right. It did. Uh, it but it was more character setup. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but it's good. I, yeah, I liked it. I. I know, like, a lot of people I know who are kind of complaining, like, oh, well, why are they making it after she dies? Like, the movie actually avoids a lot of, I guess, moments where it's, like, where the setup, the the, the tension comes from, oh, is the character going to die? Are they not going to die? And I, I personally, I liked it. Like, I... I'm one of those people, like, I think if death is your only stake, you're... It's it's, it's lazy writing. Like, Mm -hmm. do something better. And... a lot of the movies in the MCU, death is not the only stake. Like we were talking about in Captain America, the big thing was taking down Hydra and also taking out Shield in the process, and what consequences that yields. Um, I think it was good. I, I I can I can agree with the people that say it should have come earlier, but I also like it. Kind of puts it in an 
coming out now, it puts it kind of in like an Ant-Man situation where the movie doesn't have any added pressure on it. And we can just get the story of Natasha and this, the, her first kind of found family. Um, and a little bit more about what happened in Budapest. They're still really not telling us everything that happened there. They pretty much it's, hinted at it though. I think oh, they kind yeah. of talked about Hinted at it was one hell of a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Budapest, it's a magical place. I did have to kind of laugh that the collapsing sky castle that they were on, as f- slow as it fell, mm-hmm. like you might as well have just stayed on board that. No kidding. <laughs> well, it kind of disintegrated halfway down. Yeah, but it's still was the last thing to hit the ground, so it fell the slowest. <laughs> but yeah, death, like I've said before, MCU movies are like donuts or pizza. Even if they're not the best thing you've ever eaten, they're still pretty damn good. Yeah. Nice. Hawkeye coming this fall, yeah! Uh... Jared, what's the socials? Facebook at Small Constellation Podcast, Twitter at Small Con Pod, YouTube at Small Constellation Gaming. Oh yeah. Oh uh, wow. Alright, so we're just ending with uh I don't know why that felt appropriate, but it did. I don't know. It felt pretty inappropriate to me. <laughs> me when I saw Florence Pugh on Black Widow. Wow. <laughs> Gross. I haven't seen that movie yet. You're you're like ten movies away from being able to understand what's going on in it. Shut up. <laughs> well, one of you needs to give me uh, Disney Plus access so I can start watching those too when I get caught up still got like six movies to get through i said when i get caught up (laughs) when i get caught up lots of hours of movies left we have many miles to go before we sleep i'm just stoked for when we get to the spot like i want to watch the second spider-man movie (laughs) still i'm very excited for when we get you haven't seen that one right no i haven't oh that's a fun i think i'm gonna like it too i i kind of think it was better than the first one yeah that's kind of what i've heard so Stay I don't tuned. even, I I don't even know if I've seen the first Spider-Man. We, it's okay. We haven't gotten to it yet. Well, I... Okay. Yeah. I just... I, I don't remember if I've seen it or not. It's the uh, one who shoots webs. <laughs> <laughs>